Hello and welcome to Humanize the Hustle. I'm Alicia Slaughter, and I created this podcast for health-conscious corporate professionals, working parents, and entrepreneurs. Join me and special guests as we talk about the latest in mind-body wellness. Here, we believe that health and happiness is non-negotiable. And just a reminder, this podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for medical help. Please seek out the help of a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Okay, now on with the episode. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, I'm excited to welcome Dr. Beth Dorsey to the podcast. She is joining to talk about what it means to detox your body, how detoxing can help you support your body's natural ability to address health issues, and what detoxing looks like through the lens of traditional Chinese medicine. Since 2006, Dr. Beth Dorsey has practiced traditional Chinese medicine and is passionate about women's health and hormones, fertility, and pregnancy. Her training has taken her beyond treating women's health and hormones, treating a wide variety of health concerns, such as digestive issues, adrenal health, asthma and allergies, and pain management. When she's not treating patients, she humanizes her hustle by spending time with her two kids, throwing weights around at CrossFit, cooking in the kitchen, or rafting down rivers. She cherishes spending time with family, connecting with friends and the community, and traveling the world. She loves good food, a self-proclaimed food snob, but in a good way, and creating a community around health and movement. She brings people together to inspire, support, and share with each other. I am so happy you're here, Beth. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here too. Great. So let's dig in and create a baseline. I'd love for you to explain how does traditional Chinese medicine look at health overall? Well, I think one thing that I get asked quite often is what exactly is TCM? So sometimes when we think of TCM, we just think of acupuncture, but TCM really encompasses a lot of things. So it's not only acupuncture, but it's Chinese herbal medicine. Um, It also utilizes exercise, generally kind of more the Eastern forms of exercise like Tai Chi and Qigong. And then it also utilizes nutritional therapies and body work. So all of those things are kind of included under that umbrella of TCM. But in general, TCM looks at health as like an entire holistic approach. So that means that it considers the entire body, mind, and spirit as a whole interconnected system. So we don't separate, like I said, mind and body. They all pertain to your health and overall well-being. So the whole goal is to just find balance and harmony in the body and your environment. And so like a TCM practitioner will examine those underlying imbalances. So the whole goal is getting after that root cause instead of just treating just the disease in itself. And so um, not only do we identify and treat and prevent illness, we also optimize health and well-being. So you just have good sustainability in our lives. Um, We also feel that in TCM, the body has its innate ability to heal itself. So when we can really tap into that, we can allow, I feel like I'm just a facilitator, right? So as we, as people come in and they do receive things like acupuncture, you, it allows the body's nervous system to stimulate its own natural painkillers and endorphins, but it also helps you tap into that parasympathetic mode, which stands for rest and digest. And this is where the healing happens. And I think we all know that we can't really heal when we're in that fight or flight sympathetic dominance. The body kind of is designed to sort of shut down so that all the healing happens is dealing with the stressor at hand. And of course, as we know in our society, we spend a lot of time in that sympathetic dominance. So as we can really calm down that nervous system, it really allows the body to just to heal itself. Yeah, I love that. Um, and sometimes, and just for people listening, you uh, you're calling it TCM, but obviously traditional Chinese medicine is often yes. referred to as TCM. Yes. Um, and it's what I also love about it too is it, it seems like an energetic body system. Cause I know you didn't really speak about the meridians, but when I looked right. a little bit into it, there's this, and it, it relates a lot to like in yoga where we have nadis. And so I think yes. it's very similar, but just like there's maybe the, the way that the, the Indian culture looks at it in ancient, in ancient ways. And then the Chinese culture looked, called it meridians or whatever. But I, I love the idea of meridians and that there's this underlying energetic system. And I know when we come in, maybe you can talk a little bit about it. When you come into acupuncture, 
it helps to remove those blocks and make sure that there's this energetic layer underneath your skin that is operating properly. Um, I know that's just like one piece of it, but I've always really loved that idea that that's like right under the skin, there's an energetic layer that we oftentimes don't consider. And, um, and just, you know, we are energy bodies. And I just love that idea of optimizing energy, of optimizing systems, of being really in tune with that everything is connected. And I very, very much respect um, the traditional Chinese medicine. That's why I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, and I also really respect how traditional Chinese medicine is so in tune with, with nature and the seasons. And, um, and I know we're going to start, I'm going to ask you a little bit about how uh, traditional Chinese medicine looks at detoxing. Um, but I know that it's, it's spring right now we're talking during spring and I'll, I'll release this very close to, uh, you know, between at the end of spring, probably going into summer. Um, and it, you can talk a little bit about how in springtime, it's an optimum time to kind of look at some of these systems. But before we get into that, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about how does traditional Chinese medicine look at detoxification and, and what are the systems that are involved and, um, and like, why is it kind of foundational to health? Right. That's so great. I love all the things you just said, because it is such a deep style of medicine. There's so many things you can talk about and it can also get really confusing really fast. But just as you were saying, there are all the organ systems. And when you are talking to a patient or starting to get to know somebody, you really are trying, trying to figure out which organ system is really at play. And so... And with all those organ systems, they have a they have a meridian or a channel that relate to those organ systems. So we have a lot of ways that we diagnose people. So it's not simply just through talking to somebody and hearing their symptoms, but it's also through feeling the pulses. And the pulses are not just like, what is their beats per minute? It's actually what's happening in each one of those organ systems. And so, and then also looking at the tongue. And if you've ever looked up what a tongue, like kind of the map of a tongue looks like in TCM, you'll see that all the areas of the tongue pertain to another organ system. So it's nice because it helps give you this clue of what's happening inside the body. You know, because lots of times it's a big mystery, like where do we start? Where do we go? What's going on? And so as you feel those pulses and you look at the tongue, you start to see like, oh, the kidneys need some attention. There's a lot of excessive energy in the liver. And just like you said, where are those stagnations? Where are the areas in which that flow, that chi is not Chi and blood are not flowing smoothly. And that is, and we believe that when that begins to stagnate, that's when disease starts to arise. So when I was talking about finding everything, putting everything into balance, that's the piece where it's like, okay, what's in excess? What's in deficiency in these organ systems? What doesn't have enough energy? What has too much? And what organ is kind of dominating here? And how can we cool that guy down in order to have everything else work really smoothly? So I'm so glad you brought that up because of course that is a huge piece to it. And so leading into that, when we talk about detoxification, um, and the, and the, um, seasons, just as you said, the, the spring season is really about, it really is governed by the liver and the gallbladder. And those are part of the wood elements. And that wood element is really believed to be associated with growth and flexibility and change. And the liver is really considered to be responsible for that smooth flow of chi that we were just talking about and blood throughout the whole body. So when we kind of emerge out of that dark, damp, wet winter season where who knows what's happening, a lot of us are just hibernating and kind of being more still and not as active because it's cold and dark then we start to kind of take stock in that springtime of like, oh, yay, the sun's out and it's the wood element and it's time for change. And so you can, that's, that's when people start thinking about detoxification, right? And we start thinking about that liver, that liver and gallbladder, um, those, that system. And so just, just like in Western medicine and Eastern medicine, the liver is the main organ of detoxification. And so when it's not flowing smoothly and it starts to stagnate, that's when we start to see accumulation of toxins and we might start to see symptoms. But, um, the liver isn't the only the only organ system that's involved in detoxification. Of course, we have the intestines and the colon, just like in Western medicine too. 
And their primary pathway for detoxification is through your bowel movements. And so if that's not happening regularly, then you start to accumulate toxins that's, that way as well. Um, we also have the kidneys. And as you know, the kidneys can filter products and toxins from the blood and eliminate through the urine. Um, we also have the lungs. And of course, the lungs detoxify through exhalation. Um, and, in, and also skin. As we know, skin is one of the biggest organ systems of our body. And that in Chinese medicine is governed by the lungs. And so the skin is really our first defensive mechanism in our body. So we look at as the skin as your the skin and lungs as your immune system. And so that's what we call your defensive chi. And so it's what helps keep things out, but also keep things in. And so we want to make sure that the skin is really working well too in the detoxification pathways because if, if you're not eliminating toxins through your sweat and through the skin, then that's another way that toxins can accumulate. So if those systems aren't working well in Chinese medicine, then toxins accumulate and we start to get, we start to get symptoms. Yeah. And so one of the things I've heard about is a, a sluggish liver. Right. And so what does that mean? So that's going to be more like our language would be more stagnation. Right. And so what stagnates the liver is the biggest question. And that can be lifestyle. So poor lifestyle, not eating well, but it can also be emotional, too much stress, too much. The the emotion that pertains to the liver is, is, um, anger, angst and all the stress. So when there's too much of that going on, remember, we're always talking about balance. So if things start to become out of balance, then, you know, there's, again, there's too much going on in the lifestyle, drinking too much, eating too much processed foods, staying up too late, not sleeping, as well as um, too much anger and stress and all those things. Those start to really stagnate that chi, stagnate the blood, and then it's not running smoothly throughout your body. And then you start to accumulate toxins and you start to get kind of toxic. It's, it's weird because when we're talking about chi is sort of this ethereal word of like the chi is flowing, but it really is, you know, in, in Chinese medicine and especially acupuncture and even in herbs, it's all about promoting circulation. And so when that chi starts to stagnate, that's when things start to happen. So for example, in a woman's menstrual cycle, and when she starts to, when there's a lot of stress and a lot of, um, anger and angst and all those things, it starts to stagnate that liver chi. And then we have a hard time moving from each phase of your cycle. So you have a hard time moving from menses into that follicular phase and then into ovulation and into luteal phase and back into menses. It gets stagnant, cycles lengthen or shorten, they start to change. That's just one example, but how important it is. Also, another huge thing is pain right? When you have a lot of pain, that's things aren't moving. We aren't able to get that blood flow to that area, start to heal the tissue. So it's really important to make sure that we're always trying to move your, move your blood and chain. You can do that in many ways, but acupuncture is one really big way of doing it. Well, and as you keep on saying chi, I keep on thinking like, am I, hopefully I'm saying it right, qigong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's like where qigong yeah. to help move energy. Exactly. I always think that's such a beautiful practice. And it's it is. when, when I, I don't practice it regularly, but when I do, I mean, it's so powerful just, you know, to move with your breath like that in yeah. a way and people can't see me, but I'm, I'm doing it well, yeah, <laughs> on and, the video. And qigong is moving that energy along those meridians. So you yeah. might be tapping certain areas of your body or moving on certain channels of your body and moving that chi either up or down or all around. And, and specifically there are certain ones that are as good for your kidneys and good for your liver. So it's just yeah. other ways that you can really, yeah, it's all, it's honestly the, any stagnation is the devil in Chinese yeah. medicine. <laughs> you know, in, uh, along the lines of humanize the hustle, you know, so many of us are hustling right. and pushing and trying to go quickly and trying to get things done. And what, you know, what I love about my experience with Chinese medicine is the gentleness of it. I mean, even though you're working with needles, you know, it's not, it's not like deep tissue massage. I mean, it is a very gentle practice and even like Qigong or, um, you know, all of it, it just, it, it's very like comforting in a way, the whole approach to health and to medicine is just gentle. It feels gentle and holistic. And so it's just another, you know, so many times it feels like you have to work harder, push harder. And sometimes the solution is just 
being softer and and slowing down and really making sure your systems are are working in a not fighting them so much. Um, so that's I really love that's exactly about. Right. Yeah, about, you know, just the the practice of it. And so you started kind of talking about some of the things that can happen with your cycle when you know things are kind of out of whack. Um, but what are some of the other signs that maybe uh, your your body needs a little bit su- a little bit of support, you know, whether it be hormonally or whether it be digestion wise, you know, yeah. some of these systems, whether it be liver, whether it be gut or kidneys or lungs, like what are some of the maybe not so obvious correlated issues that you can have? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of things that can indicate that your body is in need for detox. I mean, a lot of times you kind of know, right? You're like, eh, I've been, I haven't been eating well. I haven't been exercising. I haven't been um, just taking good care of myself. I've been really stressed. <clears throat> Excuse me. But also there's a lot of good signs too that let you know skin issues is a big one. So having some kinds like having eczema, hives, rashes, that's when the body's overloaded and it can't, it can't detoxify well. Of course, hormonal issues, like I was saying, some changes in your hormones, as well as um, you could have symptoms of sort of estrogen dominance where you're having heavy bleeding and feeling like you're you're um, retaining retaining fluids. So you feel kind of swollen and having a lot of really, a lot of mood changes. So irritability, stress, anxiety, um, fatigue is a really big one. So sometimes when our body is just overloaded with toxins, we start to get really tired. Just think about that toxin, toxin bucket where you can have, you can have some toxins in your bucket, but there comes a point where there's just so many that it starts to overflow. And that's when you start to see a lot of symptoms. Allergies are a big one. I know also we start to see seasonal allergies where you might see them in the spring when the weather gets nicer, but you could also see them at any time during the year. That's also that liver getting really overburdened and it can't deal with all those antigens. Um, Headaches. Headaches are also a big one of having an overload of toxins. And then like we were talking about digestively, not eliminating well. So it could be constipation is a big one because we know that if you're not eliminating through your bowels, you're going to recirculate a lot of those toxins. And then it's, it, that's always obviously not good. Um, But you could also, it could also be diarrhea or indigestion and ways that the body's just not eliminating those toxins well. Um, Brain fog is a big one. So just not being able to kind of feel like you're just always in that fog and not being able to access your brain well, having difficulty concentrating. Joint pain and stiffness is another big one. And again, I don't know about you, but I can generally start to feel that in my body when not eating well and just not eliminating well and not moving my body. And just even moving your body is a form of detoxification. It's a form of circulation. It's a form of moving that chi and blood. So those would be some of the biggest signs of that kind of need to detoxify. And like I said, you usually know. You're usually like, yeah, I think it's time for me to give some attention to my body. So that was a great summary. Um, And I, you know, I think one of the big things I'm hoping that people get out of this is that our bodies, I mean, you mentioned all the systems, our bodies were built uh, to detoxify what's needed from, from our, our systems. And so if, if we have one of those symptoms that you were mentioning and, you know, we wanted to support those systems and it's, you know, everyone does these like, Hey, 21 day detox or like five day juice cleanse or like all these things that you think are going to, you know, help you feel better. Um, I personally am not a big fan of like juice cleanses. I don't think they're like all that healthy for you, but you know, because our bodies are set up to, to detoxify, like what are some of the things that people can do day to day just to support those systems and maybe like start in the morning and say like, Hey, in the morning, you know, you could wake up and, and do this and then maybe work through the day. And like, what would it, what would it look like as someone who is really trying to support those systems, support their detoxification pathways? Like how do you live? How do you live that detox lifestyle? How do you live the (laughs) detox lifestyle? That's a good question. Well, one thing I want to, I want to point out is that all these systems are, all these systems are interconnected, right? So 
it's hard to isolate just detoxification, right? We want to make sure that when we're not detoxicating, detoxifying well, our digestive, we think, I like to think of these three systems as the most important systems, and that would be detoxification, digestion, and hormones. So when one of those are off, it starts to affect each other, all the others. So just know that not only by quote unquote detoxifying, you are also supporting all those other systems and making sure that those other systems are working optimally, you will feel so much better. And then the whole entire body system is going to work so much better. But let's go back to the, the daily detox. Um, one, th- one huge piece is hydration. So making sure that when you wake up, you can, you can do a few things. We, you can drink at least eight ounces of water, if not more. You could add some lemon to that. So you're having lemon water if you tolerate that. And that helps get the bile moving. And that will help get detoxification detoxification going also through not only your liver, but through your bowels. Um, You can also make sure that throughout the day that you're eating a nice, healthy diet. So that's going to be the hugest piece. What are you putting in your body? So that's looking like a lot of ample fruits and vegetables, making sure that you're getting those essential nutrients that are needed for detoxification. Another thing I'm going to kind of back up in the day, if you take a shower before taking a shower, utilizing some dry brushing. Dry brushing is to move the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system is really important about basically moving the waste out of your body. And so, but that's kind of going back to what you said about acupuncture being gentle. Dry brushing is not meant to be like, and you're really you know, brushing your body really heavily. You're like trying to exfoliate it necessarily. You're just, you're, you can even use your hands, but if you have a brush, you're lightly brushing the whole lymphatic system. Usually it's towards your heart. There are some people that have you do it in a different way, but just moving that whole lymphatic system before you, um, before you hop in the shower. And then you could, while you're in the shower, you could even do like hot and cold. You could spend some time on cold water too, which also helps move the, move your blood and doing that whole circulation piece that we were talking about. Because remember the liver, that it's important for the liver to have that smooth flow of not only chi, but also blood in order for it to do its job to detoxify. Um, exercise. So getting some exercise in there, moving your blood, moving your chi. And I think the thing that's important too, like you were saying, in our kind of society, we have the tendency to be like, go, 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 go. Sometimes it's also taking stock and like, what does my body need today? And that might be more of a gentle exercise, walking or yoga or something like that. Or it might be something more rigorous if you have the energy for that. Um, And then also making sure that you're going to the bathroom. So I'm not doing a very good job at telling you a day in your life, but ideally you're having a few of those and maybe you're having that first thing in the morning, but more than one a day would be ideal. Um, Really working on calming that nervous- more than one a day, I'm sorry, of the- um, Bowel movements, bowel movements. Oh, more than one a day? Well, in an ideal world, which I don't get to see this very often, would be three a day. But everybody has their normal, but at least once a day, at least once a day, you know, and then the body loves routine. So if you get into that routine of this kind of like day-to-day detoxification habits, then your body knows what to expect. And very well, it might have that daily bowel movement every morning. And then, so you're like, okay, well, that's my normal. Any, in having anything above and beyond that is, would be great. It's a win. Bonus um, pooping. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, bonus. Po- you just got a bonus poop. And then <laughs> another thing I really want to, um, really, really want to highlight is making sure what when you're doing all these things, what you're putting on your body is really important, right? We absorb everything through our skin, and so when you're putting on any kind of you know, beauty products, maybe it's on your face, but on your whole body, lotions, oils, and all those things that those are you know, non-toxic, non-toxic, um, uh, you know, nutrients that you're using so that you're not slathering your body in toxic chemicals. Cause you will absorb that, that then turn will end up disrupting your hormones. And then it can also affect digestion. The other piece too, is even laundry detergents and stuff like that. I get this all the time in my office where somebody comes in, I'm in this enclosed room with them and all I smell is Tide, you know, and Fragrant. it's, fragrant and 
toxic laundry detergents, soaps, all those things, even perfumes, those things do actually have an effect on your body. And then your ability to toxify, you're just kind of like clogging your body with toxins. And it just makes your body have to work that much harder to detoxify. Some people like to fast too, in order to help detoxification. And you can do that um, on a irregular basis where you're like, I'm going to do a 24 hour fast. Or some people like to do the intermittent fasting. And that, in my opinion, is really case dependent, but it's a way of doing it too. And in Chinese medicine, it does give your digestive system a little bit of a break because when you are constantly eating, it's just, especially when you're eating things like meat, which I'm not opposed to eating, but it's just a lot of work for your body. So you can give your body that little bit of break. Yeah, that was great. So, um, Oh, someone thing. There was something I wanted to go back to and now I'm not remembering. But um so maybe if if you could just summarize, like if someone obviously we covered like wake up in the morning and drink water, then we made, you know, you want to make sure that you're eating really healthy foods, lots of fruits and vegetables, trying to avoid processed foods, that type of thing, movement, sweating. Um, and then you started talking about, you know, some of the things that work against all that work and which is like the, the, the things that you put on your body, the fragrances that maybe are coming into the, you know, what you're washing your clothes with. Um, you know, and I, my brain starts to go to, you know, something that you do often is drink water. Mm -hmm. And like, I think water, the quality of your water is really important. So maybe in your, maybe in your practice, you know, what are, what are maybe like the top three things um, that you could suggest? Like if you're looking to remove something from your life that you commonly find is is toxic with a lot of your patients, like what would be the easy things? And is that, you know, maybe it's like it's uh, getting a good water filter or maybe it's, um, you know, really upgrading all your beauty products mm-hmm. so that they're natural mm-hmm. or organic. Like where would you think, what is the biggest bang for your buck in terms of making that change? Well, I think one of the, okay, so my three biggest right now are going to be make sure that you are eliminating. So you have to be going number two, period. You know, like if you're not, that's obviously not going to be good. And something you and I were talking about earlier is if you want to take things to the next level in your health and there's some things that you want to work on. um, For example, I do a lot of gut health. And so when we're really looking at trying to eliminate candida or we're trying to eliminate parasites or we're trying to eliminate bacteria, it's really, really, you can't do any of those things unless your detoxification pathways are open. And so one of those biggest detoxification pathways is going to be eliminating through your bowels. So if you're constipated, you're not a candidate to even be able to do any of those things. So that's one big one. Another big thing would be, um, hydration. And like you said, making sure that you're hydrating, not with a bunch not with contaminated water. So using a good filter system and having nice, high quality filtered water. And then the third one would be the products. That's so huge because again, like we said, the skin is one of your biggest organs of your body. And so if you are putting it from head to toe, slathering it, not only in lotions and like you said, shampoos and conditioners and makeup and all those things, but also your laundry detergent and all, then you're just living in it. And it's, it's just this constant, um, barrage of toxins that are going to just make your detoxification system. It's just going to make it sluggish. It's going to be a lot more work. And I think a lot of people don't always buy into that, but it, they do again, like all these things do have those endocrine disruptors and then that will in turn start affecting your hormones. And so I say, why not? I know it's a big investment, but it can be over time and you start to learn about products. And there is that app called the environmental working group and you can download that and you can use that when you even go to the store, if you're buying certain foods or even certain, um, beauty products and see, cause even if that the health food store doesn't mean that they're super clean all the time. Yeah. So something's really stinky and smelly. I call it stinky, but maybe people think it smells good. Um, just know yeah. it's going to have phthalates in it and it's going to be toxic. Yeah. I know sometimes I'm sort of like, well, a, like bath and body works. Yes. I know yes. my kids, they love that stuff. And I just, I feel like, oh my gosh, your poor little body, you're putting it all over exactly. yourself. And I'm, I'm definitely the mom yes. that like was buying the natural yep. deodorant and then they would go to the store and like sneak in secret <laughs> and it would be like contraband <laughs> in my house. Same here. Same here. I know. I can't even walk yeah. by those stores for me. I know that my, yeah. my, 
there's so many, this goes so deep on how well you detoxify, but I know my body innately does not detoxify well. So whenever I'm in those environments, immediate headache, immediate nausea, immediate, even light sensitivity to all those fragrances. It's just like, I can feel the toxic chemicals in them. And I know teenagers, that's a really big thing. They're pretty, they're pretty into the secret and bath and body works or whatever those places are called. But, um, yeah. So I think, I think poor little systems, I just, it breaks my heart and I, I know they think right. I'm crazy yeah. now, but I'm hoping that as they get older, even my older daughter's 19 and um, she's off on her own now. And slowly but surely, I know that my husband and her, they went, she moved into a place down in Santa Monica and then they went to the store and he, um, he was telling me that she's walking around and being like, yeah, this is what mom would get. And this is what mom would get. So it took, it took a while. And I know like all these things yeah. stick with them, but they definitely, I, I really irritate them oh, with it all. And it's almost like ignorance right. is bliss with no, some of this true. stuff too. And it's like, once yeah. you know, you're, you know, you can't, you can't unlearn That's it. That's right. Um, That's exactly how I feel. So, yeah. And, and with mm-hmm. deodorant, I just wanted to mention, so I've gone with de- yeah. natural deodorant and I actually don't even, depending on where I'm at in my cycle, sometimes most of the time I don't have to wear deodorant. It seems like around when I'm ovulating, I, I get, <laughs> I need to, um, but you can train your body to not need all of that, the heavy products and the the toxic products. So that I, I feel like deodorant is like one of those things that you put on every day that is probably not that great for you. And, and lotion is another one. It's like upgrade yeah. your lotion upgrade the soap that you use, upgrade your shampoo and conditioner, like little by little doing those things and and teach your body like that, you know, teach your body, your body has bacteria in certain systems that, you know, it, it masks it. And then your body doesn't learn how to like make you not smell. And so anyways, just, I would put a little plug in there for deodorant. Um, cause I have trained my body, like, you know, there's times, yeah. but for the most part, I don't really have right. to anymore. Well, um, when you think about it, the, the other thing, like oh. the secret, those are designed to yeah. not let you sweat. Right. And so that we just talked about how important sweating is for detoxification. So you're kind of trapped. Not only are you putting this kind of toxic chemical on your body, but you're trapping it in your body as well without the ability to sweat. So um, yeah, and your body can adapt to not needing those things as much as you might think you do when you're using them all the time. And then you kind of start moving away from them. And then you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to be sweating and stinky. And then your body will start to regulate and adapt to to using either some more natural products or like you said, maybe sometimes not at all. And when you do have really stinky BO, that is a sign of toxicity. So it's also a sign that the liver could use some could, could use some movement and that is congested. So oily skin and strong BO, which like you said, kind of goes through phases. You might be like, I'm feeling a little bit more toxic, a little bit more stagnant. And so I need to start moving those things in order to have some of those symptoms get better. So use those as signs, you know, they're, that's your body talking yes. to you versus like cover right. it up, cover it up. And in the end, you're just making it worse. Right. Um, I always think back to like raising kids and trying to get them on board with Uh a lot of this stuff too. It's like so challenging, um, because it's not, it's not the norm and I'm definitely like a mom out there and, and they're like, (laughs) I'm the fun sponge. Um, We we all call they all call me the fun sponge because they're like, look at this. I'm like, that's gross. (laughs) Look at this. Why would you use that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, do you know what that does to your body? (laughs) Everything, every place, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um, the other thing I was going to mention that I did, um, I do at my house is I replaced all my oh, right. cleaning products with just right. like a simple right. homemade. And it's so, it's like, you take yes. a little bit of vinegar, you take a little bit of water, you take a little bit of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh-huh. Alcohol and a little bit of essential yes. oil. And it makes the best smelling cleaner. And it's, you know, you don't really need more than that. And everything smells really great. And, it and it's, well. you know, exactly what's in mm-hmm. it. And it's, you know, it's, it's good, better yes. for the environment because you're not always right. buying new products. And um, so that's another thing yeah. I just wanted to mention that like in my kind of um, 
if you're living yes. that detox lifestyle, um, that's what I Thank have Thank you done. for bringing that up because um, that is another big piece and the, and that can be really effective. And even utilizing those essential oils, if you do want to have some kind of scent is a good way to go because it's not synthetic, they're natural. And so that's, I know for myself, that is something I can tolerate, but, and once it becomes a chemical synthetic uh, fragrance, it, it, I, I personally can't do it. And I think the more yeah. you move away from it, the harder it is. Like I grew up on Yoplait, but if I were to eat a Yoplait right now, I would think it is so actually disgustingly sweet. But when I was younger, I thought it was the best thing that ever lived. You know what I mean? Right. The, the Go-Gurts <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> In the plastic. That's so another cringy. thing. Plastics. I mean, again, here's like the fun sponge stuff, but, you know, storing things yeah. in plastics, which are going to, you know those, cause I also work a lot with fertility. So the hormonal piece is really important to me. So when you are looking at all those pieces, they, they are all very important and they do have like a deep effect on the body. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was some good mm-hmm. stuff and maybe we can, um, Pause okay, on pooping yeah. Yeah, for a second too. And so what are some of the things if someone's having a hard time going to the bathroom mm. regularly? that they can do. Okay. So a few things just lifestyle wise is again, making sure you're moving because movement promotes circulation, right? Um, so just not having a really sedentary lifestyle, making sure you're hydrated. Like we already said, that's like, those are some of the low hanging fruit pieces, seeing what you're eating and making sure that you're getting a lot of fiber in your diet. And that can be through not only fruits and vegetables, but nuts and seeds. Even if you can tolerate beans and lentils and things like that, that's really important. But constipation can be really tricky and it can be really challenging. And sometimes those simple efforts don't, don't, don't create any positive effects. So some things I like to, where things, places I like to start is just trying to have magnesium at night. I usually do like to use some of those powdered magnesiums because they're really easy to be absorbed. And so doing that about an hour before bed and hopefully the body will start to get into that rhythm, that natural rhythm of having a bowel movement in the morning. Because if you take too much magnesium, one of the side effects is diarrhea or frequent bowel movements. Um, and if that doesn't cut it, then we kind of have to start looking into like individual, everybody is an individual. So there's not just one blanket thing that everybody should do, but you could try th- some simple teas like bowel movement, bowel, um, I forget what it, oh, I forget what it's called, but traditional medicinals makes kind of like a, a, a bowel mover tea, but that usually, Smooth move. move Thank you. I'm getting it mixed up with a supplement. Smooth move. But it does have some nutrients in it that could be habit forming. I believe it has senna leaf in it. And that's not something you want to do for a long period of time. Um, Aloe vera juice can sometimes be really helpful for people. I always like to cut that with some water and see if that gets things moving. Um, and then if you're just really having a stubborn time, that's when we really have to start looking deeper and figuring out what is the root cause of that. Is it some sort of gut infection? Is it some, some previous, um, uh, um, food poisoning, food poisoning can really mess up with the motility of your gut. So we start to look deeper and is it emotional? A lot of times this can be emotional and you're hanging on to things and you have an inability to let go. So, um, looking at that too, and utilizing things like acupuncture and some herbs too can be really helpful. What do you think about psyllium? I think it can be good. You just have to make sure you're really hydrated. You know, because it's going to, it kind of beefs everything up. And if you're not hydrated, it can just make it harder to get out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because TMI, um, sometimes when I travel, it messes up my whole system. And so I bring these little psyllium husk um, capsules with me. And those have, those are really helpful for me. But I've also heard like you, I've heard mixed things like you, you don't want to take it all the time, or then people are taking Metamucil really regularly and so I, I was just kind of curious if you think it's like a short-term solution or not good to take every day or... I think like you were saying, maybe a short-term solution where... where So there's so many things, but it could be a great short-term solution, especially like you said, you're traveling, you want to keep things moving, better out than in. That's one thing to remember. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, kind of getting back to the mechanism. And that's the thing. Like I see so many people and they're like, I have 
constipation and there's no one thing to do, but we understanding the mechanism behind why you yourself have a constipation and what is it. And for you, maybe it's simply just traveling throws off your system and it's not a, some big thing, but for some other people, it can be a bigger thing that we really want to try to get to the root of. And also looking at that whole digestive system from the top down, making sure that there's sufficient hydrochloric acid in the stomach and that there's a sufficient bile flow from the gallbladder and that there's sufficient um, good bacteria in the gut and all those pieces that are prebiotics and probiotics that are making the gut function more properly. Yeah. Um, And, you know, one of the things I know from my nutrition studies is that, you know, digestion starts in the mouth. That's right. Which is, you know, something to consider. And so, I mean, your digestion system starts from the moment you put the food in your mouth and how well you chew it and how well your saliva mixes with it. And then as it goes through your system, if there's, and I don't know how many systems there are or how many different, you know, I don't have that memorized, but um, I always like to remind people like, hey, your digestion starts in your mouth. And so, you know, what you, what you do there kind of kicks off the process of how well things are going to be, um, digested and assimilated. And then as you get down into the gut, of course, then there's all the, the bacteria that you have to consider. Um, but I thought I would just throw that out there because I, I think people forget, they focus so much, like I'm going to take a probiotic and it's going to fix everything. And it's like, actually, no, it's a much more complex system than that. And that's right. And you you kind of have to consider it. Yeah, I like to always think from top down, you know, like you said, so just as you said, it starts in the mouth and, um, and basically is what you're saying is that where, that's where some of the digestive enzymes start, which is also huge in being able to break down the food. And so, you know, sometimes your body needs a little bit of help there. And so stopping and chewing your food more slowly and making sure you're, you're um, activating those digestive enzymes to help digest those foods as they go down that whole process. And if you're really good at that, then we can start thinking about further down yeah. the digestive tract. Right. I was, um, I was really kind of, I was taking a lot of probiotics for a while and I've, I've, uh, I've moved away from those. I feel like they can be, and I'm curious what you think about probiotics um, in terms of like supporting your digestive detoxification pathways. But um, I feel like they're, they're good um, acutely, but long-term, I feel like you should probably be supporting your gut most of like in with bacteria through fermented foods and, and things like that. Do you agree? I agree. I do. Um, but I also, so hang on, sorry, my phone was starting to die. Um, I do agree. And then I do, and I generally think fermented foods are good, but they're not always good for everybody. So it depends on what's going on with them. Like if they tend to have not um, certain things like sometimes candida, also mold, things like that, that fermented foods are not always going to be favorable. And usually it's kind of like just getting really in touch with your system and paying attention to what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good because there's so much information out there. We are just... Yeah, my my friend likes to say fire hosed with information. And right. so with that, we're sort of like, we got to do all this stuff because Instagram told me to. And that doesn't always mean it's for everybody, you know? So, uh, but you're right. Like getting it through your diet, I think relying on any one thing, like a supplement forever is not always a great thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, probiotics can be helpful in certain accounts. And I, and lots of times I do like to see what's happening in there with a comprehensive stool analysis. And we can mm-hmm. see that good commensal bacteria. And sometimes, sometimes it's completely sufficient and it doesn't necessarily warrant using probiotics. And there's certain probiotics for certain conditions. And sometimes some people believe that they don't even make it alive to get to your gut. You know, sometimes to the whole pro- the whole digestive system, they might not even get to where we really need them to go. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so really evaluating those individual cases and figuring out what the what the most optimal nutrient is for that person can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, and in the vein of the saying that you can't out-supplement a bad diet, yeah. um, what would you say are the most powerful foods and herbs that help support detoxification pathways? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so there's also, there's a lot of things like, you know, first of all, use utilizing those fiber rich foods, like we were talking about, because fiber is going to really help to 
all those systems and really help with detoxification and also getting things out through the bowels. But utilizing things like cruciferous veggies can be helpful. So those are things like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage, Brussels sprouts, um, really pungent foods. So those can help remove that chi stagnation, move the chi, move the blood. And those are things like garlic and turmeric and ginger. Ginger is really good at promoting circulation. You can even feel it. If you really have a lot of it, you feel the warmth in your body, right? So it's really, and it's also good for digestion if you have tummy aches and all that kind of stuff and nausea. Dandelion root is really good. That's helpful for um, the liver and the kidney function and it can really help aid in detoxification. Um, Cilantro is a great thing to utilize. So you can kind of, you could blend it up in smoothies if you want or you can add it to all your foods or even salads. That's helpful for... um, just even also binding to heavy metals and getting um, eliminating that way. Milk thistle is one that I do really like. Sometimes I like it in some kind of a blend. That is an herb um, and it's a powerful antioxidant, which also helps to regenerate liver cells and detoxify. Um, and then things like green tea is helpful. So the other thing, when you are thinking of detoxification, we have both phase one and phase two, and you need both amino acids and antioxidants to help with those two phases. So thinking about foods that are high in antioxidants, thinking about foods that do have amino acids, lemon water, like we talked about earlier, can be really helpful. Um, So usually most all of those like veggies and fruits are really helpful in that whole, you know, detoxification process. That's a great overview. And um, let's see here. What else was I going to ask you? I think we covered most, we covered a ton of great stuff. Thank you so much. A lot of really good things for people to consider. Um, And, you know, kind of going back to that idea of these more purposeful detoxes, right? Like people sometimes talk about like parasite detoxes or you you mentioned candida. I know there's different ways to kind of purposely support like a mold detox or a heavy metal detox or a candida detox. And um, maybe cause I know we were, before we started recording, we were talking about like a parasite, uh, cleanse or something, you know, um, or detoxification. Um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that cause I'm really interested in the parasite cleanse and what your thoughts are, are on that. And, um, and you know, how can someone prepare for a parasite cleanse and, and what does it look like, you know, preparing for it? And then what are your thoughts about it? I'm just kind of curious about that. So I, I think they're fun. I did one recently during a full moon and I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, a parasite cleanse that is, um, so there's a few things. Sometimes we'll look at look at something like a comprehensive stool analysis and see that there is actually yeast or parasites or um, some or bacterial overgrowth, a dysbiosis, an imbalance of good and bad bacteria, um, and get prepared to work on killing down some of those things and getting them out of your body. But you have to make sure all those detoxification pathways are open before you do that. And we covered a lot of that here. So we're thinking about... Um, making sure that you're eliminating through your bowels, making sure that you're urinating a lot, making sure that you do sweat, making sure that your lymphatic system is moving. All of those things are really important because if you aren't doing those things, then doing some kind of detoxification, like some specific thing, like a candida diet or a um, parasite cleanse or something like that is not going to be good. In fact, it's just going to make you worse because you're not getting the toxins out of your body. So you can use some of the things that we talked about today and really think about to start implementing a lot of these, these things that we can do to open up all those detoxification pathways. There are certain nutrients you can use to also open up some of those detoxification pathways. Um, and so starting there, and then if you're like, eh, doing pretty well there, then, then you can move into doing something like a parasite cleanse or a candida cleanse or something like that. But one thing I want to highlight is, you know, more is not always better. And so when you are doing some kind of detoxification, um, my phone is supposed to be charging, but it's not doing a great job. So my problem, but anyways, so when you're doing those, when you start to notice a lot of problems, like you're getting a lot of symptoms, like you might even be getting a rash out, out of your, you might be getting eczema really bad, or you might be getting hives, or you might be getting some kind of skin rash. 
or you might be having a terrible headache or extreme fatigue or um, a lot of body aches and flu-like symptoms, then you might, you're realizing like, yes, you're detoxifying. Yes, you're detoxifying a lot, but more is not always like hardcore is not always better. So sometimes you have to kind of play with it and make sure that you are um, taking it nice and slow and not detoxifying too fast. So you're overburdening the liver and all of those systems because that's not going to help in the long run. So that's always, that's important. Yeah. That's great. So I think in kind of summary, it's like, do what you can every day, the little things, eat right, drink the lemon water, move your body, make sure you're sweating. And then if, if you're feeling any of those symptoms, just, just do what you can every day. And then if you're still not improving, then you want to go and maybe get the stool test. You want to work with a practitioner like you and figure out, okay, like, what do we do next? Where do we identify? Like, where do we deep dive? But I think, you know, the big thing I wanted people to get out of this is like, you have so much control to do stuff on your own and what you do every day is super important. So I think a lot of the suggestions that you offered are so super helpful. And then, you know, and then if you don't improve with that, then I think you should, you know, start to look in and do something a little bit more targeted and purposeful. Um, like, like the, the parasite cleanse, which I'm hoping that <laughs> we're going to do. So yeah, so great. Yeah. And, think, and then really think about your, your environment. Your environment is huge. So just that kind of that toxic free lifestyle, you know, it's, it, it will go a long way. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think we covered a lot. Anything else that you wanted to talk about that we might've missed? I think we covered a lot too. I mean, I think one thing I just want to, well, there's a few things. One is, and I'll do these quickly so my phone doesn't die. Um, one is just listening to your body. You know, again, we're just fire hose with all this information that we become completely disconnected to what our body is telling us. And if it's not operating optimally, it's talking to you. So listen to that. Um, the other thing is I did used to do these, these, these 21-day, day we call them cleanses with a group of people. And it was actually pretty amazing to see what all your, your symptoms were before we started it and where people were when we finished. And that was actually pretty simple. It wasn't really extreme, but what we did do is kind of an elimination diet where you're just eating not a lot of inflammatory foods, eating tons of fruits and veggies. And it's, I guess my, my take home point is nutrition and lifestyle are so powerful that you don't always need a lot of the fancy gadgets and it will go a lot, a long way. And again, like I was saying earlier, the kind of low hanging fruits, a good place to start and see how you feel, you know, and you'll, you generally start to feel way more clear headed and start to feel way better. One thing we didn't touch much on was alcohol, you know, alcohol yeah. Which can really congest the liver and that will impair detoxification. And usually when we're kind of in that habit of like a drink every night, um, you know, once you start to eliminate some of those things, even if it's for just a short term, like I'm going to do 21 days, you start to notice how, like how much certain things affect you. So you just get to start to get really in touch with your body, like what certain foods, how certain foods affect you, how does alcohol affect you, how do certain nutrients affect you. Um, does that make sense? And that's when Dr. Dorsey's phone ran out of batteries in honor of Humanize the Hustle. These things happen, but I did really enjoy my conversation with her. Hope you guys did too. Wanted to wrap things up here by letting you guys know how you can get a hold of her. So you can follow her on Instagram at points for wellness or you can find her at her website, www.pointsforwellness.com. Thanks so much for joining us again for another episode of Humanize the Hustle. And we hope you join us for our next episode soon. Thank you for listening to Humanize the Hustle podcast. If you would like to get in touch with the show, email me at myalchemylife at gml.com or follow me on Instagram at wellnesswithalicia. And if you like the show, please share it with someone you love and make sure and give us a five-star review. Talk to you next time. And remember, health and happiness is non-negotiable. Mm-hmm.